Hello, welcome back listeners to Act 5, As I Live It. This is episode 38, Curiosity Killed the Cat, or Did It? June 2023. We finally got a steady rain a few days before I began writing this episode. The late spring weather didn't live up to its normal pattern of rain showers this year. According to the weather reporters, we are in sort of a drought. We're down several inches of rain for the months of May and June. So early one Friday morning, it seemed the rain clouds were ready, finally, to let loose. At times, there were several very hard downpours, lasting for five to ten minutes. The grass, trees, and my vegetable garden, not to mention Greg's garden, were slurping up the raindrops like thirsty animals. The only issue with getting a lot of rain this time of year is the resulting humidity. Yeah, I know it's good for the skin, but it makes it feel hotter than the temperatures reveal. But I didn't let the humidity stop me one night soon after that luscious rainfall. About six weeks ago, I experienced one of my famous black flare-ups. I am certain it began just before the jazz band recital. You see, I worked my butt off literally and figuratively, trying to learn the pieces I selected from this semester's repertoire, as well as the pieces that should have been played by the truant young student. Sitting at the piano for so many hours stressed my butt and back. When I am stressed or nervous, it usually triggers my lower back, a long-time malady that I've learned to live with. But I didn't immediately seek out my usual intervention with my chiropractor because I couldn't find a time when I wasn't practicing for the damn recital. So after the recital and the feedback we got told us we did a great job, I eventually set up an appointment once I decompressed from the event. Incidentally, the recital was live streamed, so if you go to YouTube and search for the PGCC Student Jazz Recital, you get to see the entire event. But back to the back issue. I went four times to the chiropractor and got little relief. Eventually, I listened to number one son, who suggested I see my primary care physician so I could get a referral for physical therapy. Physical therapy is helping, but all too slowly. Now, why am I sharing this? Oh, oh yeah. I wanted to talk about the night after I'd had almost two weeks of therapy. Even though I experienced much discomfort that first week after the recital, I decided to string up the patio lights my good longtime neighbor gave me last year. But man, did I hurt after that. But I loved the look once I put a timer on the string to control when they would come on and go off. So one humid night, I decided to sit on the deck to enjoy the serene ambiance the new lights gave off. My curiosity got the best of me as I looked up at the sky. 
it seemed it couldn't make up its mind as to whether to be cloudy or clear. The clouds were dingy white in some areas and white and puffy in others. They reminded me of soap suds lingering in a sink after most of the dishes had been washed. The clouds lingered lazily as they splayed across the night sky. Some even looked like cotton balls waiting in a bucket of water. I wondered why and how they formed. As I pondered this phenomenon, two small birds flew by as if they were playing tag, but silently. Their pace was fast as they darted above the sunsetter that provides shade for part of the deck. They reminded me of a game we played in the neighborhood streets of Baltimore during the summer when it was way too hot to be inside in our non-air-conditioning houses, air-conditioned houses. And I, I slept on the third floor in a double bed with my sister and cousin. Using only the street lights to see, we would play games like Redline sneaking up on a person whose back was facing us while that person counted from one to ten. During the counting, we moved as stealthily as we could to be the first to get to the red line where the caller stood, and before they turned around after reaching ten. Once they turned, wherever we were in our quest to reach the line, we had to stop in our tracks. If we were caught moving, We had to go back to the starting line. Those were the days, child. I wondered if those two birds could see well at night. The one bringing up the rear could certainly track the front runner simply by feeling the drag off the wings. The moon that night was slightly less than half mask, and it wasn't as bright as it could have been because there were hazy clouds surrounding its crescent shape. So I wondered if my patio lights helped them to see. The night was a still one. Even the fully populated tree branches weren't moving. The trees looked majestic in the night sky, though. Some lit up by the projected lights from my overzealous neighbor's patio. But then, just as quick, quietly as the birds flew by, I heard a rustle that started at a low level, then reached a high pitch. I saw the trees moving like gigantic wings coming from the right and moving left. My weathered-worn chimes climbed ever so slightly as it performed a zen-like little ditty, and then I felt the breeze brush my face. When I looked up at the sky, the cloud formation was quite different and sparse from when I first came out. How does that happen? I wondered if the wind had something to do with their transformation. Something dark moved on the deck floor. I noticed a funny looking bug crawling on the fading outdoor carpet. It looked like a fat, shiny water bug we used to see on the concrete steps at night while sitting and waiting for the night to cool down. 
But this bug was different because it suddenly grew in size as it flared its spotted wings. It did a hummingbird-like flutter and then dropped down to the carpet on its back, kicking its legs a bit, then rolled over on its belly. It did this a few times. I thought, is the bug drunk? It certainly acted as if it had had a sip of my red blend wine that I enjoyed as I took in its antics. Eventually, it seemed to have gotten tired of the routine and flew near my newest bug zapper. I now had two zappers. The bug couldn't quite make up its mind whether to go into the new lantern and get fried or look at it from the outside and be mesmerized by the purple light. So instead, it landed on one of the cross hatches of the lattice. It crawled up slowly, seemingly uncertain as to where the shim it was on would take it. But it was smart enough not to go into the light, that's for sure. I felt bad for the new zapper, though. It hadn't had its inaugural catch, and like me, thought the funny bug would be its first. I wondered what next thing would the bug do if I wasn't watching it, when out of the corner of my eye, I saw a twinkling in the sky. I wasn't sure if I imagined it or what, but by now my glass of wine was half empty. It was certainly a different lighting than the few flashes of lightning I'd seen in the distance a little while ago. Could it have been a UFO? I stared for a few more seconds until it disappeared, then realized its flight pattern was hidden by the trees. The twinkles came back and they came in rapid threes. Blink, blink, blink. Repeatedly. Blink, blink, blink. Blink, blink, blink as the object moved in the sky. Then suddenly a larger object flew by it faster. It had red and yellow lights blinking steadily. Blink, 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 blink. Was it the sky popo? Both objects flew on, but not before I saw another red and yellow lights one coming up from the rear. And then another one. My thoughts echoed what DJ Khalid is famous for saying. Another one. And not one of the objects made any airplane noise. Like the two birds, the objects operated stealth-like. What was happening? I have to admit, seeing and hearing airplanes fly by is nothing new. Where I've lived for over 30 years is somewhere on the landing pattern pattern for Joint Base Andrews. And just that morning, I'd seen Air Force One flying slowly by on its way to its home base. I wondered if President Biden was on it. Or maybe Dr. Jill, now that school is over. I think I've always been a curious person. Even as a child, I wondered some things. Like, if being a Catholic was really the best kind of religious person, because the Catechism said it was, it was the one true church, one true religion. If that were the case, 
then why couldn't my brother and I attend the school just three blocks away from where we lived? Yes, it was designated an all-white school. But the one true church should let us attend, right? Not so. Instead, I had to learn how to catch the city bus to a Catholic school way uptown where the school only taught colored children. I had to worry about the bus money in my little purse. It was the fare for the two of us to get home. I worried the whole day checking and looking in that purse to make sure the money was there. I worried until 3 p.m. when school was over. That was such a stressful time as a nine-year-old. Childhood trauma, some therapists might say. As I drive the highways and byways, I look at the license plates of cars and notice the vanity plates especially. I try to guess what their cryptic abbreviations might mean. One time, I saw plates with Roman numerals X, C, V, I. I don't even remember what type of car it was, car it was, but I figured out the nomenclature was for 96. I still like the challenge of figuring things out mathematically, too. Not too long ago, the news reported on a Virginia man who, at 91, still teaches mathematics in high school. I don't know if my brain can handle calculus now, but I can still solve quadratic equations. How about the trinomial? x squared minus 2x minus 15 equals zero. Got it? Solving for x, x can equal plus three or x can equal minus five. Check my answer by substituting one of the values for x. From what I read in AARP magazines, Keeping the brain challenged is tantamount to staying mentally healthy. Lately, I've been fascinated by crossword puzzles. I like the ones in the Beacon newspaper, a paper designed for senior citizens. In addition to crossword puzzles, some editions have the Jumble Word and Scrabble Jumble. Each month, I can't wait for the new edition to hit the lobby of my mother's apartment building or pick one up when I go to the local senior center. Last summer, I enrolled in the SAGE program's brain fitness class. What fun to be around nerdy seniors who are <clears throat> excuse me, just as good, if not better, at solving puzzles or making words from a pattern or finding as many words as you can in two minutes playing boggle. What a Friday afternoon high. I don't know about you, child, but I've always wanted to play chess well. I know how each piece moves, but when it comes to strategy, I have none. So my good longtime friend who lives in Florida has kept weekly phone meetings with me so that we can learn strategies from Bobby Fisher's games. We are currently learning how to plan several moves ahead using a book by another veteran player, I.A. Horowitz. 
I am so glad my friend has time to share her talents with me as we both work at staving off our aging process. Playing piano is supposed to help the brain's aging process, but I've added a few new instruments to my personal orchestra. Early spring, the local library system announced free harmonica lessons. Hmm, I thought, that's got to be an easy challenge. So you guessed it, child, I am learning to play the harmonica. And they gave each person who registered a free one. You know that made my day. That instrument looks simple, but let me tell you, it ain't easy trying to blow into just one hole or to know when to draw in or to play a chord using multiple holes. Blowing yields one note and drawing in yields another one. DJ Khalid, why are you in my head? The lessons are given monthly for one hour. And after three months, I might be able to play a song for you without getting lightheaded. And I didn't know that harmonicas come in different keys. How curious is that? One of my most favorite female singers has gone on to glory. But I learned that Tina Turner was just as curious about things as I am. In one of her documentaries that I've watched since her recent passing, I heard her tell the interviewer that she strives to stay excited and curious. I can't wear high heels anymore, but I am trying to follow in her footsteps. She was simply the best. Maybe my curiosity came about because as a child, I discovered that I liked to read. Reading has taken me places I could only imagine visiting as a poor little city girl. But having been a curious child who never really asked questions out loud, I am grateful that my quiet curiosity has taken me all over the world to six of the seven continents. I am curious about others and how they live and living with them for short periods of time has been exciting. I try to adapt while visiting these countries, and I see the value in how people live their lives. My curiosity about learning to ski almost 50 years ago has allowed me to have skied almost all of the major mountain ranges in the world, except Africa. My post-retirement interest in piano has created opportunities to play in a senior piano quartet, as well as with the Swinging Owls Jazz Band of PGCC. Additionally, I have joined a female guitar trio. We call ourselves 3BW. The harmonica teacher has planned for us to learn Freight Train by Elizabeth Cotton, a black woman and self-taught guitarist from the 50s. At our next lesson, we will play with the new guitar students who will also learn freight train. These are so many, there are so many other adventurous things I've done solely from being curious, but I'll refrain from mentioning any more, lest you think I am a show-off, child. Was it in Alice in Wonderland that I heard the phrase, curious and curiouser? Was it the Cheshire Cat who said it? I hope some listener would give me the answer and satisfy my curiosity about that. 
Curiosity hasn't killed this cat yet. (laughs) And you, my loyal listener, are curious too. What made you press the play arrow to listen to this and previous episodes of Act 5 as I live it? Hmm? Till next time.